0: You're the one with the free will choice. So you can operate from a place of fear or you can choose from a place of possibility in spite of the fear.
1: We're about to get very real, a little silly, and you're going to freaking love it. I'm Saren, body image and self-relationship coach, lifestyle aka everything cute and inspirational entrepreneur, Pilates and yoga instructor, and spirituality-loving person. Let's get real. We all think the same things. We all have those crazy thoughts. The Soul Speak podcast is here so that we can allow ourselves to have those weird, awkward, unheard of conversations that no one ever talks about and prove that they are normal topics on judgment, comparison, inner criticism, sex, lifestyle, and spirituality all will be found right here on this podcast. Each episode, guests and I will not only bring you new ways of thinking, but also bring light into your life all together. Now let's speak soul. I'm back. (laughs) So for those of you who are listeners, regular listeners, you probably know and have realized that I took a little week off of posting podcasts, so not a big deal, just a week, but I felt like I needed a break, okay? First of all, my computer is crazy and I need to take it to Best Buy, have that good old geek squad, squad, the geek squad, the geek squad um take a look at it because i think it is very virused up right now slash i might just get a new one i do like it it's an asus but you know i think this thing has uh, met met its timing i think i'm done with it so anyway all of those factors you just gotta take a break sometimes so here's a little mini um mini lesson for you (laughs) if you want to take a break take a break the world doesn't end if you have commitments You have them, but it's your decision ultimately. You create your life and what is around you and what is your world. So just like me creating this podcast, I don't have to put it out every week if I don't feel like it, you know, I don't have to. So there's your little mini lesson, but today I have a wonderful guest on the show. Her name is Abigail Gazda, and you guys will love this episode. I loved it. Oh my gosh. It was such a great conversation, and Abigail is... So, so clear on who she is and has gone through so many cool experiences and hard experiences that have taken her to where she is now in her life. So Abigail is an author, clarity coach, international speaker, and a wonderful, wonderful podcaster. Yes, she also has her own podcast. So she and I will dive into a little bit more on what she does and who she is, but in this episode, she really, really, um, she really gives a good idea of what coaching is. So I'm a big believer in life coaches, in any type of coach, you know, nutrition coaches, blah, 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 blah. There's so many different coaches in this world and she really, really gives a good uh, portrayal of what a coach is and how a coach is different than a therapist, a psychologist, how a coach works with you and um, we actually do kind of a mock coaching session which is very impromptu and it's just her basically being my coach (laughs) and so it's actually really cool because um, it's pretty vulnerable and as you guys know if you've been listening I don't mind being vulnerable I like being vulnerable but when you can hear someone being vulnerable with someone else like you know a coach it's a whole different thing so I think you'll really really enjoy that not only just to hear what it's like to have a coach but also to give yourselves permission give yourselves permission to be vulnerable to be able to hear those little parts of you that aren't very comfortable and that's really what coaching is about too it's really allowing ourselves to just have permission to let these pieces of us go And let them come up to the surface and just let them be there without judgment and without making them mean something about us and a coach is really there to help mirror mirror those parts of us and those pieces that we might not be seeing that may be holding us back or just are kind of silly and ridiculous because let's be real as humans we literally are so silly and ridiculous sometimes so anyway Definitely, definitely um, look up Abigail on Instagram, Facebook. She has all of her groups on there. I will mention those all at the end, or if you want to look now, it is in the show notes for you. Moi, moi, kiss, kiss. All right, further ado, here is Miss Abigail. I just want to start off by asking who you are, because... I know a little bit about you, but I really don't know much and I want everyone else to know. So
0: who are you you? What do you do? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's actually kind of funny. So who I am, I am passion and purpose and heart and vitality, like who I am. But what I am is in, in the last three years, I've really developed my life as a, as a life coach. And in the last, you know, three to six months I've actually really struggled with calling myself a coach because what in my own journey I've just become more present to the fact that I'm much more of a, a guide than a coach because in the in the industry that we are in of like coaching, it, it's it's becoming sexier. I don't know if you've noticed that. Coaching, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, people are like realizing they can have an internet business, or they can work from wherever, and so a lot of lot more people are coming into the um, the realm of calling themselves a coach, and yet they don't necessarily have the training or the the um, the insight, the tools necessary. And as I've gone through my own evolution of that, I realize I'm not. It's not about the strategy for me. It's much more about the energetics and the the place, the who you're being, not what you're doing. And so there's oftentimes people come to me because I am a coach and they want me to tell them what to do and how to do it. And I remind them that that's what a consultant does. As a coach or as a guide or um, a leader in general, I help people find their answers within themselves. And so, you know, you ask me that and it's kind of odd to like be here on a podcast, um, kind of portraying myself as a professional and telling you, I don't know what I call myself right now, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but ultimately I really support people in the subconscious reprogramming that is necessary to give up their limiting beliefs so that they can also give up their self-sabotage. So that they can unleash their authentic superpower. So, one other what about me is I'm the CEO of Hearts Unleashed and an author of Giving Up, Giving Up, the Memoir of a Quitter. So, those are what you might see me out in the world as. But what I, the work I do with people is I really help them find who, remember who they are, and then begin to kind of unleash that.
1: Mm, I love that. And I also totally like, thank you for saying that out loud too, because I think that that's really important. I mean, just titles are so crazy, right? Like Uh (laughs) it takes Uh a lot of navigating. Even you just saying right now, I'm the CEO of Hearts Unleashed. Like I'm sure that was very uncomfortable at first to say, and you just said it and it sounded like effortless. Like, because I think something like a little side note, just what that brings into my mind is sometimes you have to kind of Pretend a little bit until you get comfortable, because nothing is going to be comfortable when it's the beginning.
0: Mm, that's so great, and i had a I had a conversation with a coaching colleague of mine. We went through the same twelve month um, training program together, and she kind of called me out. I had to have that CEO breakthrough, which you're talking about, because there's a shift from working in your business to working on your business. And it's essentially that shift from an employee mindset to a CEO mindset and really being able to relate to yourself as the leader that you truly are. Now, what was funny about this breakthrough that you're pointing at is like, there have been plenty of times in my life. So I was a teacher, a a physical education and health teacher. And I was also a, a manager of LA Fitness at the corporate level. And it's like, I related to myself more as a CEO or manager, like structured leader then, than I did do do right now. So I had to have this breakthrough, like just, it's my business and my brand, but it's still a business and a brand. I just don't show up at an office that has a parking spot and a plaque on the door. Yeah. (laughs) So that was a huge transition.
1: Yeah, it's something really special and it's gonna always be a transition from
0: from what I've seen in the world <laughs> so far. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's coming. Transition I mean it
1: will ever end.
0: <laughs> yes. And the walls the walls are coming down on all of the traditional. Like there's always gonna be jobs. There's always gonna be like all these different things, but ultimately the um the edges are softening. And so are like, we're breaking a lot of the rules and not in any bad way. We're just innovating with technology and with consciousness. And so I just see it continuing to blend and we're going to have to navigate new paths.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I will add a side note. I want to ask you something um, about your kind of journey, but it's so funny that you brought that up though, because literally the other day I was just on my LinkedIn and I'm like changing something. And uh-huh. I had coach, I had self-relationship coach, which is, you know, I've been thinking of what I want to even say. And I've kind of just left it. Cause I'm like, it's, it'll come. It's, it's whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But I did. I, I took off coach cause I'm like coach just, it doesn't seem right. It doesn't feel right. Yeah. It, it yep. really doesn't. And so it's so funny that you said that. Um, I think there's a lot of people that are probably just going through the same thing. And, um, you know, even on just branding yourself, right? Like you, you, you have to catch when you're not being authentic because it's so, it's so real.
0: (laughs) Mm. I, I love what you're pointing to too, because as it's only as we grow there's nothing, you know, there's nothing wrong with coach. Once and upon a time we identified with coach and now we don't. And it is the natural evolution. So like I wanted to take the moment to kind of normalize that because until someone else told me I can call myself someone else, I was kind of like locked in place, like having a little bit of an identity crisis. Like I don't feel like a coach anymore. Now what do I do? You know? And it's so normal. And especially when you're in the industry of evolution or transformation or ascension it's like it's predictable as a, a, more than anything
1: yeah you know a friend mentioned to me one time she was like i can't remember what we were even talking about but rather than saying like i am this i am this you know it's always mm-hmm. shifting and then we're basically putting ourselves setting ourselves up for disaster when we're calling ourselves that because mm-hmm then when we are, when it's time for us to shift out of it or when we're growing out of it, then we're like having, yeah, that identity crisis. So rather than saying, I am that, just say, I Mm -hmm. do this. I'm doing this right now. This is what I'm working with right now. This is Mm -hmm. what I'm sharing. So that's been like a huge
0: thing. I I love what you're saying there because a lot of the work I do with my, my people, specifically one-on-one clients is I have them present to their essence or their spirit or that soul energy. Mm -hmm. And like in the beginning of the the podcast or the interview, I said, who I am is heart and vitality and power, grace and light, because that is who I am and it will fulfill many different roles.
1: Hmm. I love that. Oh, and when, in
0: real life.
1: when you keep that in whatever you're doing, then you don't really get confused with who you
0: are. I right. love it. I yeah. Because it. then it's like, oh, this isn't aligned anymore. Like, it's really okay. You know, we come yeah. to the end of jobs or relationships that we're like, oh, oh, my God, I failed. And it's like, no, honey, you
1: grew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Growth is hard. Growth is hard when you. Uh, maybe we can talk about that later. I'm going to sure, jot that definitely. one down. <laughs> Growth yeah, is local. hard. Take note. But um, <laughs> I want to hear about your background, your journey, because you mentioned it was too big feeling that way. It was too big for me. And in your little notes before this that you had sent me. So I want to hear more about that. Where? Why do you do what you do? What is your background?
0: Hmm. So... Born and raised Indiana, uh, right outside of Chicago. Everyone's always like, "Where, where is that accent from?" <laughs> I'm like, "I'm not from Minnesota." I don't really
1: know what's the accent though. I
0: mean, That's, I no. have the same
1: accent as you. We're in
0: this, from the same area. Yep, for sure. <laughs> and like, but no, trust me. When you get out to the West Coast, it's like not so much on the East Coast or the Midwest because everyone's got that sharp, those sharp vowels but not out here. They're all like, yeah, bro. <laughs> oh, so no, it's the sharpness, but um born and raised in Indiana. And I, I grew up playing basketball and that was a lot of my identity. So that all the way through college, I played basketball. I really pride myself on being a student athlete. And when I tore up my knee, my sophomore year of college, I really did go through an identity crisis about like if I'm not a star basketball player, like, what am I? And I went through a phase of like worthlessness or that kind of that searching in the dark when you do lose um, a piece of you. Mm -hmm. And so, and because it, it, it was odd because I was still on the team, I was just having surgery, but like, for myself, I knew I was never going to be the player that I once was. And, and that was very, it just proved true. Cause you always find what you're looking for. So athlete. And then, um, I married my college sweetheart. We were together for six years. And after six months of being married, he just said, like, I made a mistake. I don't, I don't want to be married. I thought I did. And I just don't. And this is making it very clear. And so that like to know, to know it wasn't a bad thing. Like it hurt and it was weird, but it just simply the title that I had of wife, which brought me so much like, okay, I made it right. Like we, as women, we kind of fantasize about the day we're going to be a wife and a mom. And like, those are just very natural Um, urges for us and so I thought I was like well on my way and it stopped very suddenly and so a new identity had been taken in my perception it was taken right and so I had to struggle a little bit with what it means to be divorced and to be single again and be doing all of that again and as in that whole process there is also career changes like going from teacher to um, manager, to a consultant. I tried MLM and it was fine and it was fun, but it wasn't the fullest version of me. And that's really what I've realized in what you're asking is like, where do you come from? What have you gone through? Like I have many of the same stories as anybody else, but my real story, like my own journey when I reflect on it is very much that girl to woman transition and relating to myself as a woman and what it means for Abigail to be a woman and how to do that authentically as opposed to what I've seen in my own upbringing is fitting into other people's expectations of me. As an athlete, I wanted to impress my coaches or my parents or my family and teammates. As a teacher, I wanted to impress the students even, or the principal or whatever. And then as a wife, you want to impress your husband. Like I always lived in this mindset of impress in order to be approved of, in order to feel loved, And it was this like driving factor that that's much of how I relate to my, my journey. And so the task, what I, what I feel is my task in life is to love myself and approve of myself and be kind to myself and then really just be okay with whatever identity shows up. Um, as far as like knowing who I am and standing on that foundation firmly and allowing the phases of life to come and go more effortlessly.
1: Yeah. I love that. And I love that you mentioned transition from girl to woman, because that's mm. a huge, huge thing. I mean, half yeah. the time I still have to tell myself, I'm yeah. I'm not a little girl. I'm not a girl. Yeah. Like, yeah. We are women. And that's just... <laughs> that needs to be a song. I'm sure it is. We are women and it's, it is so difficult. So how have you, how did you kind of ignite that then? Um, You mentioned intentional growth. So what Mm -hmm. is that to you? What is that? Mm -hmm. How Have you applied that in your life?
0: Yeah. I think both of your questions, like I can answer them both with that is like the transition from girl to woman how do you do that and then like in te- with intentional growth
1: that's why i um, that's why i gave it a little
0: shout out okay, like thanks. i think these two could be combined <laughs> totally and you know it ha- like i don't have it right let's get it real straight here you know cuz everybody wants the how to yeah. right yeah hey, that's a my, good
1: this is a good time to insert that like you did in yeah. the beginning no one yeah. is a Buddha, no one yeah. has the direction, not even Buddha is a Buddha. <laughs> not there is only n- no one, we are all human, and we all have our own ways, and we are all guides for each other. Yes, like
0: you mentioned yes, and something that you'll notice about the, the quote unquote Buddhas of the world is they're not searching outside of them anymore. Mm -hmm. They are looking within for those answers. And so as I navigate this girl to woman journey, I go with what, what I'm interested in, what I'm curious about. Like I went through this little phase of like promising myself to like dress up for the day, like get, don't put your yoga pants on, like put your jeans, grab some heels, like do your hair. And that, that was for a little while, but it, at the same time, like it's what, it's what I'm like flexing my muscles with what I perceive as woman or like, um, one other example is that when someone refers to me as a girl, I will actually correct them. Hmm. Like, no, I'm a woman. Or if I hear it out in the world too, I'll still say like, no, that's a woman or whatever it may be. And, um, cause like something that it just came up right now, as I'm saying this to you is like, I remember when I was went from high school basketball to college basketball, they referred to it as the women's basketball team. And I'm thinking we're a bunch of 18, 19 and 20 year olds being called women. And I, it was laughable to me then, but I see how like, in the world, though they're viewed as women, it's the women's college team, right? Like, or the women's soccer, you know, U S Olympic team, whatever. It was my own relationship with the word woman Mm -hmm. and what that means. So the answer about the how to is to really look within and ask yourself, like, I love to spend time visualizing woman, Abigail, what would like, or if I'm in and dealing with any anxiety, or I need an answer about something, I don't always ask outside of me, I sit with myself, and I sit with what I imagine Abigail at age 40 would be like, or 50, and the advice that that woman, that specific woman would give me, and I kind of come from that space, to decide what to do next in my life, my business, or my relationships.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So that is very intentional. It sounds to me like slowing down, slowing down and just being intentional. Obviously that's the key word, but really just being intentional, slowing down.
0: I like the, what you said there about slowing down. And then like that's intro, intro respection because like when you're, when you're searching, there's this, like, it's like frantic almost Mm -hmm. like, where is it where is it where is it and we do anything we look for it elsewhere when in fact it truly is inside and we can find those answers and then like once you feel like you have received those answers it's really just being okay with like experimenting yeah Not so
1: so i'm interested while we're on this let's go with it so finding those answers when you feel like you're kind of in that frantic mode and you feel like okay, what the hell am I doing in life right now? Like I have 3,000 different million things going around me and I just am so scattered. So when you feel scattered like that, what do you? how do you kind of stop and then go with it and trust and separate from your mind and go with mm. that intuitive, conscious, intentional, quiet mm. feeling and just move forward slowly tiptoeing?
0: Yes. Yes, I love this <laughs> and it, it's a great question because it is in addition to what we've already been talking about, but if you spend too much time isolated and alone trying to figure this all out, you will get very up in your head about it. i I know that you know that I want like our listeners to really hear like when if you're going through it, going at it alone, and it's not working give up your pride and wave your little white flag and go to therapy get yourself a coach join a support group like there's plenty of resources obviously I'd love to like plug what it means to get a coach because coaches are mirrors like we we're not consultants if you have a coach that's like always telling you what to do, that's a consultant, that they're treating themselves as the expert and like as if they're the expert of your life. But a coach is meant to sit with you and reflect your patterns and your words. Like we don't even know how our mindsets and our language and our thoughts and actions like keep us where we are. We, we may sit, might say like, I'm my own worst enemy or like, I, I'm my biggest barrier. Like, you know, the kind of, um, cliche way, but you don't really you don't really get that. You don't relate to yourself as capable. Therefore you don't take any risks and you're not willing to try anything new because you're so dead scared of rejection or failure that you won't dare step out of your comfort zone. And sometimes it's simply takes the support of a coach to sort through that stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Support is very important. I mean, I just had this conversation with someone on a different podcast. We were talking about, you know, just accepting, being able to accept other people's, yeah. not opinions or advice, just other people's guidance because yeah. it's so important. It is because, yeah. I mean, we're all made of different things and we all have different things to share. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, I mean, you're so right about the mirror, the reflection, because it. it takes that. Like half the time, that's why we need other people to kind of show us everyone is a mirror. And, um, yeah, you have to just be willing with yourself and kind of let down those walls to accept it. But, um, you also mentioned natural evolution and you want to touch on that a little bit?
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I love bringing it to, to the forefront that we grew up, in the school system, right? So you go through elementary and then you hit middle school age and then there's high school and then there's college. So essentially we have been trained and conditioned that every 3 to 5 years it's time for something new. And like, I just want that to sink in for a second, because for the first 23 years of our lives, we expect change about every four years. And then we are expected to go into a career for 50 years or, or 40 or 30, whatever. Mm -hmm. But, but it is so natural that every so often we get that itch. I need to rearrange this room. I need, I need a haircut. I need something different, you know, and cause, because we are naturally evolving and are, it is in our nature to, to become. So our only job here, our only lasting job from day one to the end is to become more of ourselves. And, and, I would argue more unapologetic about it, <laughs> but yeah. really like it's our job to just really remember who we are because our soul, like we were, we came prepared and we were, we already have everything we need to succeed. And so if we would just allow the natural um, urges for change because we fear change from a human standpoint, but we crave it from a soul standpoint.
1: Mm. Okay. Two things that brings up for me. One, it's so funny um, that you just said that because I literally just wrote on my mirror. I give myself permission. I give myself permission because I was doing Something the other day and I was just realizing you know what like I have not been giving myself permission and that's exactly what you were saying is Allowing yourself to become more you allowing yourself to be unapologetic being unapologetic and giving yourself permission to me is basically the same thing It's giving yourself permission just to do just to be and Same with the the change, you know Knowing that change is constant, it's constant, and so instead of fighting it and being upset with yourself about it, flowing with it. So, how have you seen that for yourself and for your clients? How have you seen that flowing rather than that fighting? Because you are a mirror for people and you see that. So, what is the biggest thing that comes up with that, or what comes to mind for you?
0: That is such a great question. I, because like most people think it's about going forward, like forging forward, right? But there's no flow in forging, (laughs) right? So there, oh man, it's a multifaceted answer. So I'm trying to like, I know, I was asking
1: it. I'm like, this is such a big question. Let's see what she does it.
0: (laughs) No, it's beautiful because we, you, the, the, what you started with, I grant myself permission is already a releasing of the resistance to the urges. Do you, did, did you hear that one? <laughs> I so, heard it. Yes. Hmm. Right. So it's not that change isn't upon you or always like there, kind of luring you. It's that you won't walk towards it. And you said, I grant myself permission. So, a lot of the work that I do with people is clearing, completing with their past. So, letting go of old resentments, releasing fears that were established at like age five. Like, if I speak up, this is the negative result. Like, because we collect evidence our whole life that change is dangerous, it's unpredictable, and we will always. Always predict or excuse me. We will always choose our predictable misery over the unknown Because it's unknown and we make the unknown scary or again Unpredictable, but that doesn't like I love it's my favorite analogy right now I've been using it for like a month if you walk into a dark room Initially it's scary But what if you flip the light switch on and it's a surprise party for your birthday? Mm -hmm. Like Mm. the darkness, the unknown isn't scary. We just deem it scary. Yeah. I was just talking with a client this morning because um, she hired me two years ago. She hired me a year ago and she hired me this last month. Because she's evolving and she trusts me to walk in her evolution, right? And it's so beautiful because I was actually able to reference her transformation two years ago to say, when you took a chance on yourself, look at where you are now. You are now where two years ago you told me you wanted to be. Hmm. So the unknown is not scary. It's not dangerous if you grant yourself permission to walk into the unknown. So that just means you have to drop your resistance to the change. Change is going to happen. You can struggle through it or you can stride through it.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it's it's that kind of reminds me of going into traffic when you're driving. <laughs> Sometimes there's yeah. gonna be traffic and you have to go through it and you can mm-hmm. either struggle and be very upset through it, or you can yeah. just go and be there and do something else and listen to a podcast or
0: exactly. yep. Yeah, you whatever. can turn on your audio book, you're like, ooh, yeah. bonus time. <laughs> exactly
1: yeah exactly. I love that i i can can I just say too I like love your energy. I love who you are. Mm-hmm. I can tell you're an amazing coach. I actually um just a little side note the thing that got me into the path that I'm in now and just really where i'm at, I think that the i mean there is no total starting part point, but the obvious starting point was when I was about 20, I actually worked with a life coach. And so it's always fun talking to life coaches because it's just, you know, I love it. I love it. And I Mm. love, um, you know, it's different for everyone what they need and depends where they are in life, what they need. But um, this is just, it's, it's an amazing way to go because it really, it's not surface level it's really really deep and um that also you mentioned subconscious reprogramming
0: so can you give me some insight on mm-hmm. that yeah for sure and and thank you i appreciate the acknowledgement of my energy i literally love what i do so much
1: yeah i mean i can so, tell i love it i love it and yeah. it it just shows. And it's, it's amazing because even down to you posting videos and doing all these things, like you're not going to do them just to do them. Right. And you can tell when that's happening (laughs) and you could tell it yourself, you don't feel like you're happy. And so I just so happy for you. I
0: love it that's awesome. Thank you. And you got me now talking about like one of my favorite topics, subconscious reprogramming. Um, oh, look at you. <laughs> you know, get it's funny,
1: funny popcorn and start going. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Get your notepads out. <laughs> there you no, you know, this is, it's an interesting topic because, um, from, from, I want to just cover the base of like the societal standpoint is, it, it, it's been projected that your subconscious is like your enemy, or because I even use the term subconscious quicksand, right? Like it, our subconscious under um, what's the word it kind of pulls the rug out from under us. Like we say we want something, right? So I'm just going to use an example to start this concept is like, I want a relationship. Let's say I want to be married again. Well, my old relationship to marriage is it could end, or um, it, it could end in rejection, or the person might not be honest the whole time, or there's lack of communication, uh, there's letdown, right? So that's my relationship to marriage. And I'm using my words to tell somebody, yeah, I want to be married again. That's what I'm going to do. But ultimately, I'm scared shitless of being married again because I don't want it to go on repeat, right? So my subconscious has logged all the memories and evidence I have of the way it had gone previously. But then my conscious mind is scrolling seeing couples really happy um going out to the coffee shop and seeing a couple out on a date or just whatever it is so i have that longing forward but i have that fear backward our subconscious is the underlying current the underlying fear or whatever it may be but our subconscious is not actually our enemy it doesn't mean to um like sabotage us it means to protect us so it's as if i'm saying well i want to be married again and our subconscious goes wait a minute abby do you remember what happened the last time and so I have to reprogram the subconscious to let it know no it's safe that's how it went that time it's all okay i am worthy i am whole i have love i am lovable so we ha- it's more about reprogramming than it is shutting it off or treating it as if it's not you, you just have to be one with it, one with every part of your, your being. And so it's very vital to understand that although it may be projected like the subconscious is bad, you have to beat it and (laughs) wrestle it to the ground. Like same thing as your ego, your ego loves to keep you safe and comfortable. That's its job. We're humans, we're animals who need to survive. Right. And so It's okay, but here's the real fork in the road. You're the one with the free will choice. So you can operate from a place of fear or you can choose from a place of possibility in spite of the fear. And that takes courage.
1: Mm. Would you say it takes discipline?
0: Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Um, And I, I think, I think it takes, I do agree. It takes discipline. I think it takes accountability. I think that discipline is an old word, not, I mean, it's still in the vocabulary and everything, but like discipline means that like it automatically associates with punishment, right? Like forcing things and And then that you like push, 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 push when in fact you just have to kind of lean into it. Mm. And when you have the accountability of let's say a coach, it could be a really great friend. now here's, I want to say something to my people who like really want to move through spaces. Your friends are not professionals who are equipped to support you through like heavy transformation. And so we count on our friends, but it's not our best strategy.
1: Yeah. And oftentimes the people closest to you too, when you are going through those transformative Mm. times, they're going to be even, you don't even know what's coming up for them. They could be jealous. They could be upset. They could be. So it is important sometimes to stretch yourself into other people who don't even know you or people who just, yeah, just give yourself a chance with that. I want to add on to what you were saying too because this is something that totally, totally comes up for me. I mean, it comes up for everyone, but um, this is something that I really struggle with personally. So Mm -hmm. we'll do like a mini coaching session here. We'll check. (laughs) So I, you know, I'm very aware of all of these things, aware of all these like subconscious beliefs and all of these, everything. And Mm -hmm. um, the point, it's almost like I'm, you know, on a path and I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And then I hit a wall because I'm I'm punishing myself for them. So rather than moving through and accepting and – I mean, I do, but, like, I'm very, very hard on myself. So I allow them to keep me in that place sometimes. It's almost like I make excuses for myself, but I also don't allow myself to see, um, hell, yeah, I am freaking, like, doing amazing. I'm doing great, and I am doing so wonderful, and I'm working – like, I'm doing the best I know right now, but I don't allow myself to see it. So I feel like when I get to that point, like I know, I I know this. I already know the answers. I know this, but I'm running around in a circle, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. This is so great. Okay. There's three (laughs) pieces here. Number one, the it it goes back because I've never been able to tie this together, but it's it's been put together in this conversation. The voices of our loved ones are exactly the way our subconscious mind works right wait a minute don't you remember the last time or be careful or mm, starting a business is hard right all those voices it's the subconscious keeping us safe so that outside world is a projection of our inside subconscious mindset that being said to your specific question when that voice comes up who's voices Oh, that?
1: See, I already know the answer. I already know. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. You don't have to say who. Sorry, yeah, no, like, I already know the answer. And it's, I mean, it's yeah. basically, yeah, it's it's a lot. It comes from a lot of not enoughness. And not enoughness. Yep. And I yeah. know like that is my thing. So yes.
0: yeah. That's so I that is so you're like Oh, I know who that is. That's not. You got to re- remember, there. That's not my voice. It's what I've heard. It's so it's
1: funny that you are saying this too. I mean, it's like it's it's so <laughs> true. It's actually something I've been like working with for so long. Is and actually, I haven't heard that though in a long time or thought of that. Is remembering that yep. it's not my voice. It's not me. Yep. It's not me. It's not me. It's not mine. Yep.
0: Yes. And the, the ones to to take that and um, begin to truly integrate it is remove the, okay. I see it. I accept it. I release it. That's not my voice. And then what you were talking about is that intellectually, you know, you're successful, you're doing it. You're in process, you're covering ground, you're making traction, right? You know, it but you're not fully owning it, Mm -hmm. Mm. embodying it. So there's a
1: piece of me that's not allowing me to do it because I'm feeling like I'm not, I will tell you, it is fear of not actually, a fear of it not going through or a fear of just a fear, almost like your example of marriage, a fear of ending, a fear of loss. So I totally try and protect myself, almost like that's how I am in relationships also. I mean, something I totally know is a fear of rejection, like someone else ending it before me. And um, so I almost start to sabotage. And um, but that's so it's kind of the same with everything else
0: where you, what you're realizing is perfect. And there's nothing that you actually have to do with it besides own it. Like the fact that you owned your fear of rejection, you took your power back.
1: I will say though, I will say, and not like, I know everything, blah, 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 blah. I yeah. mean, that's like yeah. something that I know, like, okay, I need to own it. I need to own it. Something I tell myself yep. and. I think actually just saying it out loud to you and here, everyone, this is a great example of coaching because
0: usually you just
1: realize it on your own because they are mirrors, but saying it out loud to you, it's like, okay, I'm owning and I'm doing what I can and it's not going to be perfect. There's not going to be a perfect point where I can actually say, yeah, I maybe there will be, but like, I just have to own where I am and that's yeah. the hardest part though and that's the block that I'm talking about and I think a lot sure. of us deal with is you're there and you know you could see the light and you know you know better but you're not actually mm-hmm. there yet to to yeah. release release what you're going through or what your mindset is at that point.
0: Totally. And you know what I want to offer it to you and to any listener cuz I can give you the cliff note version. I have a free of free mini course that is moving the needle in your life? Because you're, let's say out of the scale of one to 10, where are you in your development as a coach on a scale of one to 10?
1: Me? Yeah. My development as a coach. And I will give a little disclaimer. I mean, I, like I said, not just, I don't even know what I'm calling myself here, people, but yeah. I, I, for me owning it, a three, I'm a three. Huh?
0: <laughs> that, that's perfect because now you get to be the best damn three that you can be and move to four but if you're sitting at three and you're beating the heck out of yourself for not being a 10 you're gonna lock yourself in place mm.
1: this is all amazing goodness that everyone is getting right now i have- I know
0: they're getting a full on coaching. session. I love it. I love it so
1: much. Yeah. That is so true. Just, Oh, so beautiful. Instead of knowing or thinking about where you can be literally Mm -hmm. like we were saying, owning, owning Mm -hmm. and just focusing on the next and being there and being there. And then I'm going to throw something else in. looking at where other people are at in their life. I just, um, it's, it's, you know, it's difficult because sometimes this is, we're hitting my two biggest points here is the not enough. And then also, like we said, girl to woman, I so often like look at what I'm doing and I'm like, what the hell? Like, it's, I feel like I'm just being an immature girl and I'm not. And I'm, but the thing, the reason that that comes up is because I look at other people who are doing very like You know, that's their life. They can do it. But mainstream things, they have the full-time job, they're in the relationship, they're living, blah 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 blah. Um, And part of that could be is that I feel like, you know, I want that and I don't have it. But it's it all comes down to owning. And I mean, everyone, I'm bringing this up not to talk about myself, but because we all have these freaking thoughts. Like we all there's so many different people in this world, and we're all doing different things, and we all have different paths. So It's really about owning your own. So what do you have to say about that?
0: (laughs) Oh, well, I can own my own too. And I, I, first off, I definitely want to acknowledge your transparency and your ownership of where you are to truly not only receive the coaching or receive some like transformation, but to fully put this on display for people. Because like if everyone knew what was available from coaching, everybody would be doing it. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's this veil over the work that people think it's something else, they don't get it, it doesn't make sense, but ultimately it grants freedom to go for what you want, and I can kind of share that about myself, is like in my own growth, because to be really straight, Karen, like I see myself as the New York Times bestseller and speaking on huge stages and be like really doing huge things. So I myself rate myself at a five and a six when I'm getting messages from people or, you know, I'm on a podcast like this and they're like, oh, you've done this, you've done that. And I'm like, you don't even know that. I'm like halfway where I want to be <laughs> because people, you still also get to maintain your leadership role everywhere because someone you are further down the path than someone and they are looking to you for guidance and so when I for me my current my biggest like um personal growth is in relationship and wanting to be married again and wanting to like, like, I always joke about dating at 30 and how awkward it is. So like I rank myself somewhere in three, four, five (laughs) on this readiness scale, right? Because I can now own Oh yeah, I'm totally afraid of rejection. Or I like, I put men on a pedestal and I think this is that and the other. So I have to like, I do my own work too. And it's really fun to get to genuinely expose the work to your listeners to say, no, don't fool yourself. Just because we live a life of courage and we choose happiness or bliss doesn't mean that we don't do the shadow work. Oh, That's yeah. what's not so
1: exposed. And, I mean, the people who you see exposing themselves, like you and I yeah. and many maybe yeah. other listeners, yeah, constantly going through that. It's a constant. It's it's mm-hmm. constant, but just so everyone knows, that I mean, we've talked about this before on here on this podcast. I've mentioned that it. It's, it's always worth it. I mean, there's, it's like a never yeah. ending. Every time you see that fear, every time you see that darkness, that unknown, that light, yeah. that room with the lights off, like you mentioned, yeah. it's, it's, it's a key. And it's just about, like you said, reprogramming, reprogramming yeah. and yeah. looking at it differently because it's all worth it rather than kind of staying and running up against the same wall. Why don't Mm -hmm. you want to go to that next level? You don't know what's going to – I mean, it's going to be hard for a while, but it's so worth it. It's so worth such a deep happiness that you can't even imagine for yourself. And, I mean, there's so much more to come for everyone. Everyone, we're not there. (laughs) We're not even there yet. You know, there is no there. There's just these unraveling
0: layers. Totally. Yeah, and when you were saying that, what it made me think of was – like, let's say hiking or mountain climbing, like you may hire a a guide or a coach to help you learn how to do that. Like, let's say a serious, like a backpacking trip, right? Like up a mountain, you, when you first do it, you need um, the training. You need the professional to show you this is what happens when you hit this altitude. This is what, this is how much food you need to pack. This is how many steps you're going to actually take. Like, and then just because you've gotten the training doesn't mean you would choose to hike every mountain alone thereafter, right? Like the company or the guidance or experiencing the journey with other people is part of the process and part of life itself. And so I think people hire a coach to be some fix-all and that's not the case. It's to walk through a dark night of the soul that truly Brings you back into another level of light.
1: Mm, yeah, I love that. I love it. Love this conversation. It is Thank so you. great, <laughs> and we can go for hours, I'm sure. But um, I do want to ask: Is there anything else that you want to add to anything that we talked about? I mean, is there anything else uh, that just kind of comes to your mind right now that is itching you?
0: Uh no, definitely. Just like my gratitude. This has been, uh, and this is like no smoke. Just this has been the most in-depth interview I've gotten to have to really oh, give so awesome. the public, yeah, to give people a true understanding of what coaching is. So I just really want to thank you for that experience. And again, acknowledge your, your transparency and your awesome questioning.
1: Oh, great. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Yay. Good. So where can everyone find you? Mm-hmm. So I'm mostly present on Instagram. Kaz, at, I want to yep. say thank you for that. I didn't say thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, that was really no problem. No problem. <laughs> now, where can um, everyone find me?
0: Yes. I'm mostly present on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Unlike most of the things I go by my name, Abigail Gazda. You can visit abigailgazda.com as well for my programs or any um, like keynote talks that I do. I also have those free um, mini courses that I was sharing in the middle of the conversation. So, but as far as like, I also have a YouTube channel. It's 2019. Where can't you find anybody? Mm but definitely I love connecting with people on Instagram because it's kind of where I'm most active to I'll get put to all of that.
1: Everybody. Yes. I'll put all of that in the show notes and everyone reach out to Abigail. Cause she is awesome. I called you Abby, but then you just said Abigail, but I feel like, Oh, that's okay.
0: Both. Okay. So I did both. Yeah, it is. It <laughs> is both. When I moved out to LA is when I got asked the most, Oh, is it Abby or Abigail? Cause like, uh, no one really ever gave me that choice <laughs> yeah. and and in my 12 month coach training program is when it was like month six or something. And I put my shoulders back. It was this whole girl to woman transition. And I was like, I'd like to be called Abigail.
1: (laughs) I love that. I love that. That's awesome. Um, okay. So the last question I ask all of my guests is if someone asked you how they can hear their soul speak, how they can listen to their intuition, how they can hear that, what would you tell them?
0: Mm. oh my god what a great question and I kind of imagine that everyone else's answer is to sit in silence um I want to add to that which is go sit silent in nature
1: mm. I love that very yeah. very true love it awesome yeah. So thank you so much,
0: Abby slash
1: Abigail. I'm going to call you Abigail because that (laughs) is the woman name. I love that, Abigail. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. All right, you guys, you know the drill. If you love that episode, please share it with someone who you feel like would need to listen to that. And maybe that's you. Maybe you need to rewind it, listen to it again tomorrow in the shower, on your way to work, on your bike ride, frolicking down the street riding a horse, whatever you are doing, and of course, if you love it and you listen to it, please, please, please share it on Instagram and tag me and Abby so that we can see your love for the podcast and that we can see your face. That sentence made literally no sense, but you know what I mean, so that we can see your face. Also, of course, give it reviews so that it can continue to grow and so that I can continue to have wonderful guests on the show, just like Abigail herself, people. Okay. Love you. And yes, on Instagram, Saren Desarin, C-A-R-E-N, D-E-S-A-R-E-N. And that is in the show notes. <laughs> All right. Love you. Talk to you next time.